0: Did you know that elders and others are losing their rights to liberty and property? Anyone can petition a court to have a person deemed incapacitated. What if that person is you? The adult guardianship system was created to protect incompetent people and their assets. A court-appointed guardian, sometimes a total stranger, can force you into a nursing home and sell your home to pay for services. Treasured belongings can disappear as you are drugged and isolated from loved ones. Why does this happen? Unfortunately, the courts don't have the funding to supervise and audit cases. A guardian makes all decisions on your behalf, taking control of your assets with little accountability. The potential for abuse is frightening. Luckily, not all guardians exploit those under their care, but when they do, there's really nowhere to go for help. The National Association to Stop Guardian Abuse, (NASGA) is working to reform adult guardianship to return it to its once noble purpose of protecting the human rights to life, liberty, and property and ending financial exploitation of assets. Are you or your loved ones protected? To learn more, visit StopGuardianAbuse.org. Good
1: evening, everybody. Here we are. I'm telling you, I don't know where we're going to go, what we're going to do, but they're picking us off one by one. I want to mention before we get started, this is Elaine McMan, and she'll be on in just a short little bit with us. I I want to remind everybody tonight is the one-year anniversary, actually yesterday was, of um, Terry Schiavo's death. This was the premeditated, in my opinion. Pardon?
2: It was a 17-year anniversary.
1: Yeah. And yeah. uh, I think I said that, didn't I? You okay. Don't don't interrupt me cause I'm already confused. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, this was the test run to see how much mm-hmm. of this the public would tolerate behind this horrendous, horrendous ordeal where this woman was in mainly star. Because she didn't meet somebody else's standard of quality of life. Uh, the determination was that, it, and it was a split decision between doctors. Some said she could recover to a certain point. Others said she was in a permanent state. Even if she was, that's no excuse to kill the woman. But they did and they did it with and there was a back and forth, a back and forth, and of course the Supreme Court of the United States refused to hear it, Blah blah blah. We know nobody wants to hold in this one, but it set the standard for yeah. what is currently today happening in in hospice. When Obamacare, the Affordable Care Act, came out, um, what was it ten years ago now? Written into it, and believe me, there were Democrats and Republicans both with their fingers in this. They passed a law. defining food as medical treat not as a human right not as a human necessity the very least you would do for any living thing you can starve and dehydrate them to death we have two states or and Maryland who have passed laws making it just fine and damn dandy to starve and dehydrate people with mental illness or dementia to death because the cost of caring for them is just too much But this was the case that set the standard. Everything that has come down the road since then has been an option of this. This was a test run. And so we've seen all of this terrible stuff come out behind it. It's been a little slower than I think they would have liked it to happen. But um, tonight, when you say your little prayers, say one for Terry, And I hope she's resting in peace. Lord, let her rest in peace. But... Moving yeah. on. We have got all <laughs> kinds of activity all over the country. Bills coming out left and right. And, oh, they're going to save the day. And, no, they're not. In all these bills, those in titles, you know, the protection, and we're going to protect them with our Lives Act and blah, blah, blah. They're written into those bills is a codification of all the illegal stuff the Bar Association is doing. And I think the biggest culprit in all of this is the bar associations. They need to be disbanded. We have a law against monopolies. They have monopolized the judiciary and the court system, and this needs to be busted up. It needs to be made unlawful for them to be in this union or to form any union like it. These people are dangerous in and of themselves in a collective group. Oh my god, it's a horror story. And if you want to meet some of the worst people in society, Many of them not, but many of them.
2: Hello? Hello? (laughs) I think, hold on, let me see. We've lost Marty. She was going in and out. Hold on. Yes. Yeah. Okay. When that happens, let me just check in with her. When that happens, we're just going to take... Take it over until she can get back on. Oh, okay. Hold on. All right.
3: So okay. We'll Hold on. On. Okay. okay. Well we had a whole lot going we have a whole lot going on with the judiciary yeah. in
2: Pennsylvania. It is horrendous. We, here. Sh- we so. sure do. Why don't we take it away until we hear back from Marty? I hope everyone can hear us.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here I'm we go. Way. So Go ahead. I know
2: you're Marty. I'm Elaine
3: from Pennsylvania And I'm Cos.
2: Yeah. From Montgomery um, County, Pennsylvania, and I'm Cause And we mm-hmm. met at the whistleblower summit. How many years ago was that, Elaine? It was before COVID. Uh, I believe, so I think it was in Maybe July nineteen. Yeah. Almost. So up three almost years. three years. Yeah, wow. it was the place to be. It was I couldn't believe how many people were down there and I didn't even know everybody and so many I think Montgomery County, Pennsylvania was the most represented county. Would you agree with that? At that Whistleblower um, summit.
3: I guess so, probably. It's yeah it's just horrible here and it's really hard to believe that it's the year two thousand and twenty two and like days of barbaric <laughs> You know, tier, it's total tyranny. You couldn't believe mm-hmm. that this it. United States. Uh, listen, this judiciary uh, across the board—they're at war with the Constitution. We have no Absolutely. rights. Our rights, our rights, our rights are being uh, taken away left and right, and and there's nowhere to turn because it's such a, a, a wide network. And the judiciary—they got their tentacles in every branch and. Listen back. Uh, you know, in the days of what was it, Alexander Hamilton? He is the one who said the danger with the judiciary is that they unite with the other for, uh, the other branches, and, and that's where there's a problem. Uh, yeah, you know, we don't have an independent judicial branch, We don't. these branches, they will give you an excuse when they don't want to help you that they can't get involved with the other branch of government, separation of powers, yet they join together behind closed doors with all this other stuff going on, and you just
2: can't get help anywhere. Right. Well, I just heard from Marty. She has been knocked off. So it's all us. We can say whatever we want, and she can't knock <laughs> back. Let's just say how amazing Marty is right now. Just the fact that she does the whistleblower summit just gets so many of us together is such a force in this, in this movement. I I mean, wow. And I have learned so much from Marty. So we're going to take it away, Elaine. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to do this show and Marty can text me. So she'll let me know what, well yeah, so she she's able to text me but she's she you know, she's living where there's not really good internet sometimes and um you know, that's yeah, out out in out country life there. But anyway, why don't we get started with some of the things that are going on in Montgomery County? I just gotta say Marty has decided that Montgomery County, Pennsylvania is the most corrupt county. She is just hot. Some of the stuff that they have done to her and she is just hot. And she just, she said she would never live in that County. Um, it, it's just, it is not a safe place for people to live with what's going on there. And so we were going to, you know, rehash some of the, some of the famous cases out of Montgomery County and then talk about, you know, the, some of the politicians but one of the cases do you remember this one elaine it was the Barnes foundation that sure, case absolutely. coming out of montgomery county yeah, yeah it was so popular there's a documentary out there and it's called the art of the steel and elaine did you want do you do you know about enough about this case to give us a recap on it because you were probably right there seeing it on television yeah. every day what yeah. was going yeah. on that, yeah right the Barnes, recap, so everybody yeah. knows this
3: corruption mm-hmm uh yeah well, the Barnes is only five you know the the actual home uh is only i don 't know five minutes, and all the public schools in my area used to go there and take the kids for to see art. Barnes was a wealthy person had this large uh, uh art collection in his home when he passed away um you know it, it the house was kind of like a museum and I can't remember the exact date, but I do recall somewhere back around 2003, it got a lot of publicity and, uh, and my understanding is that they were, that the big issue was, uh, trying to move all that artwork out of, uh, Montgomery County, right five minutes where, from where I live and move it to Philadelphia, and I believe I was told something about there would be contracts from the government to build some new type mm-hmm. of museum maybe. Yep. And this went,
2: so it was all a, a, a money-profiting right. making deal and for the people was, involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it was worth $25 billion, That's with a B, $25 billion that all that art was worth. And it was in a private nonprofit that was how, you know, he had set it up in his will. But go ahead and, and, and it, said, was you you come, it was Judge Ott. It was Judge Ott. I'm sorry, go ahead. Go it ahead. was Judge Ott who this went before mm-hmm. this case. Yeah, and I
3: thought you, I thought it was you. You were saying they actually got away with this by reinterpreting the will like 40 years Absolutely. later. Absolutely. They just change yep. their mind. Hey, folks, every... all what listen, they do. Have, yeah. How's uh-huh. it like for your parents, maybe, all you listeners, for your parents' will to be reinterpreted years years later and they're coming to take whatever your parents left to you or whoever it was mm-hmm. left to, you know, they're out of control. I think when people write their will, they yeah. know who they're leaving it to and, and you know, and they make it mm-hmm. clear there. you. Know.
2: Yep. This yeah. Well, the will wills means, mm-hmm. <laughs> I know firsthand, a will means nothing in Montgomery County. They will yeah. overturn that, contest it. Re, I mean, obviously, Judge Ott is yeah. so capable of reinterpreting the will. So it's a whole documentary about this $25 billion art collection that was there for, it was in this nonprofit. And there's so many more, you know twists and turns in the story and if anybody has time you definitely should watch it it stars you know montgomery county and it really made national news because there is a big art movement all the way down in you know into california and how upset people were across the country that this was being done to this to this art collection but anyway Uh, uh, where's where uh where can they watch the program Uh, what like is Are, it on Netflix um, or like, what I'm trying it? to think. So uh, when I watched it, I bought the DVD, but I watched it um gosh, maybe 10 years ago. So that is a good question. I'm not sure. Maybe if someone if someone listening could google how you can watch it or where okay. you can watch it and send us a message, that would be amazing. Debbie, if you're listening, and I know you're not feeling well, and everyone put out lots of prayers for Debbie, Debbie always is my my little research person that helps me out. Let me know where we can watch Art of the Steel, Debbie. And, hey, we all love you, and we are all fingers crossed and hoping that you are going to have a speedy recovery and everything's going to be well. But she's just amazing. I've met so many amazing people doing this. So. Mm -hmm. Anyway, it's a documentary, Art of the Steel. It's starring Judge Stanley Ott, and he reinterpre- you can watch him magically reinterpret a will because he knew best where a $25 billion art collection should actually be located. So there's one of the popular scandals mm-hmm. out of Montgomery mm-hmm. County. You know, another one is Kathleen Kane. Oh. Yeah,
3: was was, yeah, I just wanted to insert before you go on. I looked it up. Yeah. It says Prime Video. So I guess it's with on Amazon. And I think a lot of those streaming, um, view, you know, TV viewing stuff, they often rotate things. But it looks like right now that it is on, uh, you can watch it on Amazon. Prime
2: Video at Amazon. Uh, so anyone okay. who has that. OK, go ahead. Move awesome. on Thank Kathleen you. Yeah. Well, then our <laughs> next our next fame, our next famous case, you know, we have Kathleen Kane. She was the first Democrat female attorney general for the state of Pennsylvania. My personal hero. She was actually had sent investigators and was taking when we went to her with what the Adhose had done to my uncle Harvey. They were investigating it. It was at that point we didn't know anybody else. And can you imagine the investigation that she could have launched if I was able to have given her all these other names? So this was back in the beginning where, you know, my family, we only knew us. We didn't know all these other victims. And now I I can't even count all the people I know on all my fingers and toes. It's so many. Had I known had I known what I know now, we could have gone to our hero Kathleen Kane and presented all of us together. Can you imagine how swift and hard she would have came after them? But you know, right when she started to investigate all this stuff, Montgomery County like charged her with public corruption. Like the the what is that called? The pot calling the Thank kettle black. You. Like and tell a, us about it, because you were are right speech. there hearing all that. Um, tell us
3: about that. Okay. Now, I'm not involved with any of it, just from watching the news and following that sort of stuff. My understanding is that she had been uh, a zealous advocate against and going after all sorts of public corruption, exposing, yeah. um, like, you know, bring it, getting charges brought against, um, there was the... I think there was a mayor of the capital of Harrisburg. Uh, she ran it and then at some, at some point, and I don't have the chronological dates in front of me, but the porn gate became evident, which was mm-hmm. uh, the judges using the government computer systems during the workday to email all sorts of pornography and insulting and dehumanizing emails around. their i'm gonna i'm gonna just say their buddies because they were sending it to the different judges they even sent it to certain people the fbi and different lawyers including one of the lawyers uh my ex-husband had it was in the newspaper that's how i read about that and um and there was uh there happened to have been a big investigation done after they uh charged kathleen kane with perjury which I don't think I know, I don't think I've ever had a lawyer, <laughs> I don't think, okay, that has not lied. You know, they all lie through their teeth, <laughs> okay? They all right. lie in court. The same with the yeah. judges. I don't, even, I don't think I had, I am I could be wrong, but I don't believe or recall that I had a lawyer or, or had a judge in any of my cases who didn't lie through their teeth, and they charged her with perjury because... You know, I guess that's all they can come up with. And um, they just, you know, tried to turn the tables because she was going after all these different officials. And she ended up hiring another attorney who um, he was the attorney general, I think, in Maryland. I don't think at that time. At that time, he was at a private law firm. Uh, That was called... Uh, his name was Doug Gansler, and they came up with this thing called the Gansler Report. He invest—he did an investigation. She used the taxpayers' dollars to launch this investigation, so therefore that report was really owned by the taxpayers. It wasn't her private investigation with her private money. So when that report was completed, they were still concealing. A lot of it was concealed. Uh, it wasn 't on her part, uh you know the people in power were covering up there was at least thirteen additional judges that were learned of in that canceller report, and they didn't disclose the names. There was a couple of hundred people involved with those pornographic emails. you know these are all people working like government type people employees, and they were they covered it up, they protected them, so they stayed in their positions, okay. And they Mm -hmm. were never penalized or anything like that. And you know, but for Kathleen Kane, uh, they went after her big time. They not only charged her, but they held the trial in Montgomery County. She doesn't work in Montgomery County. She doesn't live in Montgomery County. Yet they had the trial in Montgomery County, and um, uh, you know, and they she was found guilty. One of the things I really think, cause that people should know, because when you watch TV, you hear things and you think things. When you have a jury trial, most people are under the impression, oh, you have a, a jury of your peers and that it's
2: fair, uh-huh.
3: okay? Well, that's right. the fur- that is the furthest thing from the truth. That can happen, and that's a potential. But in reality, I've been for two jury trials. The way it works is those jurors ended up be- – All they do is end up being witnesses for the judge or to back the judge up, because the judge directs the jury what they're allowed to use for evidence and what they're not allowed to look at. A judge can say to the jury, you're not allowed to use this one's evidence, you're not allowed to use that one's evidence, and they will tell them, don't apply the law. I sat in a jury trial where a judge told a jury, do not use her evidence, and it was proof of payment for services. And the judge said, don't go by the law. Go by what I tell you. So juries, their hands can be tied, and they might be forced to vote based on uh, what their limitations are. And don't forget, these jury people, they become intimidated. You know, they live in in that area. Nobody wants to live in a county or a city where these judges work, and they don't want to have to deal with any repercussions down the road. So, you know, you really don't get a real genuine jury. And then um, and even if you have a jury that's may, maybe not tainted by some sort of powers, um, the other thing is how many people really have a jury of their peers. You know, you can be uh, an indigent person uh, who people do not, you know, if you're the, let's say, defendant, Sometimes they could feel sorry for you and turn a blind eye to something, and then on the other hand, it can be um, people who are unsympathetic. So you really don't you, these juries—it's it's all a bunch of uh, fairy tales what people really think. And when the judge orders them, and you—if you lose a trial, you not only have to argue with an appeal regarding the judge, but now you have a whole jury backing up the judge. So it makes it really, really difficult um, for people to prevail with a jury trial. And so just for the, you know, mm-hmm. anyone listening, if you think, oh, I'm going to go to trial, I'm going to get a jury, they'll oh. know. Um, tell, they'll look at my evidence and hear me say something, and they will believe mm-hmm. me. It doesn't matter. It's meaningless. But anyway, she ended up uh, She ended up going to prison. I can't remember how long it was. Maybe, was it two years, something? I don't remember. She was charged – I'm sorry. She was um, sentenced for a certain amount of years. She went to prison for a couple years. And, of course, before she got out, they made sure that they disbarred her. And and I don't – and I just know about a month ago something – Do you think she's going to
2: make a comeback and she'll ever come forward? Um, I I know know. she has small, like, younger children at the time when this all happened. And she's a mother, so obviously – yeah,
3: they're yeah. not that young. I think her kids, her kids are. Pro, she, I think she had two, two boys, and uh, by now they must be out of high school. On um, you know by now, but one of the things that happened, you know, that's interesting. You ask that because it's very possible she may have been trying to revive some career for herself. I know about a month ago, and I don't have the exact time. I'm not looking at the news right now, but um, I know she had been. Um, I don't know if she was arrested or charged with, like, a DUI. Oh, no. Wait, there was some small, I guess it was a car accident. And, you know, again, they put stuff on the news, and there's no way of knowing it could have been something very petty. Um, You know, that doesn't mean she was drunk, (laughs) okay? I mean, there's people, they go out to dinner, they have a glass of wine, and then somebody could have hit her. Listen, listen. With today, the way things are today, there's no telling, you know, if there's somebody being set up. You know, I don't know.
2: I yeah, there. you always I hear think. like they plant stuff and everything. Now there's another, no way to um, know. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Now another story. I'm just going to real quick interject as we're starting yeah. to hear the corruption of Montgomery County. Recently, there is a new there is a new victim story out there, and I have to tell you about this, um, sure. Elaine. In there's a GoFundMe page and that's how we found out everything that was going on. And we have made, we have made contact and it's just incredible. It's like, it's never ending. You just keep hearing more and more and more about what's going on. And we're starting to be a little concerned. And I know that it's, this isn't this person, this is somebody else who's had, um, tracking, uh, the ethnic background of everybody and is starting to be concerned that they're going after minorities. I know for, in my case, Harvey was part of the um, LGBTQ, um, you know, part of that. And then, you know, different minorities that are going after. And this new one, this is someone who's Jewish and we all know about the Elko, the Holocaust survivor that got put into guardianship. The shenanigans on Montgomery County Facebook page did the whole, uh, there's like a YouTube video. It's like 14 minutes long. But it's so well done. It's got all the court documents and shows what actually happened to Elko, which we, we do know that he has since passed away, passed away isolated, didn't want to be there. There's some letters that he had gotten out to some people that I know. And I do know a documentary had gone in and filmed him before he, you know, While he was in this nursing home And it's never released So Mm -hmm. someone has the Footage of all this out there Of this Holocaust survivor And when that documentary comes out Mm -hmm. Hopefully it will someday We can all just see what was done To this man But you know we have like Could it be do you feel Elaine That they are going after minorities Um, You know I don't
3: Well yes and no um <laughs> that sounds confusing. What I will say is often, they usually we with vulnerable people so the fact, so often certain type- certain minorities some or groups that were normally minor, like some sort of minority would be vulnerable, but not always. I could tell you that um there was a, a lawsuit, it was filed, now I lost track of time, it could be about a year ago or more, and it had to do with them, the Montgomery County prosecuting people, they would put them in prison or jail, let them sit there without letting them out on bail, or they couldn't afford bail, and it was like, they were like petty things, not nothing like murder or anything like that, they were petty crimes. I know I heard of a case a lady for a parking ticket was sitting in jail for three months. It was ridiculous. I mean, some of the things that are going on are really outrageous. Um, yeah, I guess if you're in a minority group and you don't have a connection, how about that? If you are part of a mass connected group, even if you're, I'd say if you're in a minority group, but you have a lot of backing, mm-hmm. like, you know, you've got your a whole group of People from some organization, then I'd say you are covered. But if you are by yourself and you are some type of minority or something like that, and a minority, you know what? You could be even a senior citizen. They definitely go after disabled and seniors big time. Wow. Uh, it, it's just, it's horrible, and the trafficking. They are trafficking left and right and i will tell you the one thing that i think that is has really increased a lot i keep seeing more and more stuff about the cys or the children and youth people's children like oh. i never heard so much where they're taking children and they're just doing it to you know rehome them uh in you know, care um, or, well, or well, you're bringing them.
2: that up the grace packer story is one of the most disgusting. It's it just disgusting. And we've talked about that on the show. Do you remember the Grace Packer story, Elaine? Uh, I do not. Okay. I'll, 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 um, draw your memory. Cause I think once I start talking about it, it was a couple of years ago and this is all over the Philadelphia Inquirer was actually reporting on it, but there was a social worker that was living in Montgomery County. And from what I understand, um, Grace was somehow through social services adopted to this family. Now her biological family is claiming that she was taken and yet they were very poor and they couldn't fight back the fact that Mm -hmm. Grace was taken. And her real name was, it was Susan. I think it was like Susan Hunchucker. So they took Mm -hmm. Susan, renamed her Grace and she's Grace Packer. And so now she's, then adopted with this um, social worker that lives in Montgomery County. Well, she's fourteen years old and the social worker and her husband murdered Grace. Do
0: you oh. Remember
2: this? No, I don't. And, I must admit this one. No. Oh, yeah. So they murdered her and they were actually found guilty in the Montgomery, I believe in Montgomery County court. But then what was really disgusting that was done, so we could, we'll have to find this, read up on this, and we can update on this one. This was a few years ago. I can't believe this didn't make national news. It was absolutely horrifying. I still think about that poor girl, and they left her up in, like, an abandoned house, like, up in the attic. And I think they went back and she wasn't all the way dead. And it was just a so awful, awful story. This like 14-year-old girl, what kind of life did she have? So anyway, the biological grandparents of Grace sued to be the executor of the estate because whoever was going to be the executor of this little girl's estate was going to sue the county. But then the ad holes, there was some ad hole, one of the ad hole attorneys, Are you ready for this? Represented the adopted grandparents. So I don't know if it was the the adopted mom or the adopted dad, but basically the grandparent that raised the murderer, basically, they felt they were entitled to be the executor of that estate. Are you kidding me? Your child murdered this Mm -hmm. girl, and you think you have that you should be the executor of the case? And you want to know why? Mm-hmm. i would i would bet money the reason why they made sure and they made sure that the biological family couldn't have the executorship over this girl is because they would have sued the county left and right sure. for what they did sure. so they had sure. to protect the county and that's it's just it's just disgusting you know, and so this is serious stuff. People are dying. People are, I mean, the murder that happened and this young girl taken from her biological family. So when you talk about the child trafficking that's going on, it's real. And you can Google yeah. everyone who's listening. Google the name Grace Packer and you will read the story. And we had an expert on that story, um, Ron Shegda. uh he came on and did the whole story. It was years ago that we did the story and Ron has passed away. We all adored Ron, but anyway, he's the one who who really had all the information and came on our show and, and did this show. And so one of the other, the other things that we are finding out, so we now have all of our new victims. They're still coming out of the woodwork. Montgomery County just keeps, I mean, they just keep getting away with, all their behavior it's just they're winning man they're winning they just keep getting away with it and it's so it's just discouraging it's, and uh, i know there's so it's many tyranny. it's so it's, discouraging it's, 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 mm-hmm. tyranny on steroids
3: it is tyranny on oh. steroids we have judges yeah. that are at war with the constitution we don't have and and i'll tell you where it all falls back on as well because that we don't have any legislators in the state of Pennsylvania who will do anything because at the end of it, it's the legislators who who have the ability. Uh, I remember uh, telling you guys about the constitute. Well, most of the constitutions are similar in throughout the country, but our state constitution in Pennsylvania, you have article one, which is uh, puts the people, we, the people, the public priority. Number two, article two, in the Constitution is legislation. Article 3 is the legislators who write the legislation. Article 4 is the governor or the executive branch. And Article 5 is the judiciary. So they're all the way down there. And they're supposed to be nothing more than fact finders. They're supposed to apply the law to the facts that come before them. But none of that's happening. You don't get a chance to tell the facts. You don't get due process. I mean, these are just this is all stuff that's written in a textbook, but in reality, very few get to exercise their rights. And the legislators have the ability to put the brakes on these, on this judiciary. All they have to do is make changes in the law, changes in the constitution, reduce or eliminate their immunity, them accountable. Uh, there's so many things they could do. They need to reduce these term limits. They need transparency with judicial complaints that are filed, uh, and and you know, back to the judicial conduct boards, I mean they've got their friends and okay. buddies working on there and it's a conflict of interest. They can't possibly be and I told you and it even was written in my case in a newspaper article how like my ex husband, one of his attorneys, was on the judicial was the chair of the judicial conduct board when I put a complaint in there. Now So my ex-husband's lawyer was the chair of the board. How can my complaint go anywhere with that happening? And that wasn't the last of it. The the chief of the Judicial Conduct Board um, at one point, he he had previously worked at the law firm that represented my ex-husband and our corporation while they were embezzling and fraudulently converting and transfer companies out of my name a lawyer at that law firm became the chief of the JCB. So then when I end up later on filing certain complaints with fraud and the judges are violating their oaths and the canons when I'm trying to make some progress in advance claims, there was nothing my, my complaints were just dismissed and denied because when you have somebody with invested interest in those judicial conduct boards, then you can't, then those complaints are going to go nowhere. And and they, listen, their own statistics in Pennsylvania, they dismiss 99% of all complaints. And everybody out there knows there's no way that 99% of judicial conduct board complaints are frivolous or non, you know, they, you know, there's going to be, at least half of them have to be legitimate. And the chances are. Chances are 99% of them are legitimate because what it takes to file that complaint, there aren't too many people who would think or want to file a complaint against their judge knowing that they could face retaliation. So, you know, this is where we have a problem. There's no judicial oversight that's impartial, that's effective. It's all dysfunctional. The JCBs need to be abolished as they are, and you know who that is up to. That's up to our legislators. You can't even get a legislator to return a call or an email to you. And everything that comes out of their mouth is all self-interest. They don't care about the constituents. And and it's across the board. It's not just with the judiciary. It's with everything that you report, no matter what you ask them for.
2: But I wouldn't want to discourage discourage people from reporting because you are leaving a paper trail. And someday, someday it's going to make a difference. It's still, you know, as long as you don't feel you're going to get uh, retaliated against. Mm -hmm. Uh, You left a papal trail, and I, I do think the day will come. It might not be until the media takes them down, because I'll guarantee the minute, like, if that documentary ever came out that they, that with Elko, oh, I mean, that'll be a nightmare for Montgomery County. That'll be a complete nightmare. Well, you know they're
3: rebuilding. Him. That the last I know of, the last I know of, they're spending a half a billion dollars and rebuilding the courthouse. They've already, you know, they've already broke the ground and are fast moving faster than lightning. And the interesting thing is that if you ever over the last all these years, half the time you walk through that courthouse, half the at least half if not all. Well those courtrooms, they're all empty. They don't even give people due process unless it's unless they pick and choose to have a, a proceeding. Well, and they're going to expand it and make it larger. You know, that's for themselves. They're, getting, for ready. Themselves.
2: they're mm-hmm. getting ready to ramp it up. And while we're talking about ramping it up, I mean obviously they are they go unchecked. They are they literally are getting away with murder and nothing's going to happen. They are so immune, and they just just keep doing it. And so while we're talking about some, you know, court, what about Bill Cosby? He was in Montgomery County. Everyone knows who Bill Cosby is. So he's in Montgomery County. They had all the trial. You know, this isn't about was he guilty or not. This is about now he's free. So it went up to the state Supreme Court, this whole Bill Cosby thing, and I think, because they're going to make more money guardianizing him. I bet you – I I predict that's coming down the pipeline, because I've looked – isn't he worth, like, $300 million or something? But what do you know about this Bill Cosby case without us debating? Is he innocent or guilty? The fact is he somehow got out of his sentence. What happened there?
3: Well so – He found
2: guilty, you know, but then they said right. that he now, wasn't. That,
3: okay. First, first, I want to say – I don't know him, his family, anybody involved in right. the case. That's number one. Number two, I'm not going to. I'm not remarking if he's guilty or not guilty or whatever. Exactly. Right. I, was, I wasn't there. I don't know anyone. What I will tell is the, the things that I know of that I heard of from the news and so forth. Again, I only read. I thought he was worth about four hundred million. So four hundred million. He he had the Montgomery County passed on charging him criminally way back in, I think it was 2004. I don't have the exact date. Somewhere back around there uh, when that one, one woman uh, went to the DA and they had had a deal um, and he actually had a financial settlement with her and it was supposed to be over and done. And then all of a sudden out of the clear blue when uh, a lawyer from out of state, decides to go after him like with a group suit and get all these women together, all these women came out of the woodwork and um, are making allegations, and they retry him for something, and here's the points that I would like to make. Number one, it doesn't matter whether he was guilty or not, whether he did it or didn't. They violate his, they did violate his rights. There was uh, some things that occurred. They violated his rights. And nobody should ever say, oh, it's okay because they think he's guilty. You know, that would, then we're talking about witch hunts, okay? You know, Mm -hmm. because nobody wants, they wouldn't want to be on the uh, receiving end of that. Um, And I know for a fact in my case uh, from Family Court, at one point, there must have been an allegation made, and they took action on me. And I, to to this day, I was never told what I was accused of behind the closed door. You can't go accusing people or making an allegation that's private and not disclose it. And then the person, and you shouldn't be, you know, taking people's rights away. We have to. Ha- that's the whole crux mm-hmm. of, a, of a of a legal system. There's a process, and if you're guilty, you're guilty, but you're entitled to go through, you know, the legal process, and that includes appeals. Mm-hmm. So the first jury trial he had, they found him not guilty, and I don't know, uh, and don't I don't know if it was not guilty or if they found him innocent, and that's a distinction as well. Some people will say there wasn't enough evidence to find him guilty. Others would say you're innocent. In any event, then the DA retried him again um, and which was ridiculous and outrageous a lot of people were saying it was nothing more than a money making deal but the second time uh then they came up with the guilty verdict and interesting is they sent him to a prison that they just finished renovating for, for like 400 million so you know you know what I'm thinking cause oh they took they thought they were going to take his $400 million and use it to right. the prison. And they think that that's yeah. okay. He's living in, so you're living in the, your house. We just, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We just he's, built he it for you. Yeah. We're they're living in a great yeah. big house that we redid for $400 million, <laughs> You know, mm-hmm. anyway, um, so he ends up, uh, it went to the Pennsylvania Supreme court, um, and then he ended up uh a cup- a few of the justices uh determined that he his you know things they did things wrong or incorrect and i so he the county him.
2: did something incorrect oh well, I but, can't well, believe he, it
3: he' had already made that he already had that uh deal back in whenever it was two thousand and four. And they already mm-hmm. chose not to move on him and and then they you know you know, they reneged. I mean, that's part of the course in Montgomery County, reneging that they're not honorable right. people at all. So Yeah. And and then even after they re- ended up releasing him, um, then the DA decides to appeal it up to the US Supreme Court and I guess they thought, Well, we're not <laughs> They denied them. I mean, they have better things to do than go after somebody who's eighty-something years old. He did, he did go to prison for I don't remember how long it was. A couple, at least a couple of years. I mean, mm-hmm. well, let's face it. There's no way he's a danger for what they're the type of uh, allegations that were made against him. It's unlikely that he was a danger to society. And I think he probably just wants to go off and live whatever he's got left of his life and i don't know how his money is you know held it could be all joint marital
2: um oh yeah. they they and, know how to get at it they'll get at yeah. it
3: yeah so yeah. i don't know you know how uh how where it is or how it's protected in some way but you know what um the point that i'm looking at is how they violated his rights and if people are saying, "Well, they violated these women," well, you weren't. They don't weren't. They nobody was there. We don't know. We don't know. But what we do know is they did violate his rights because that was right out there for the public to see. And, right. and I don't remember all the details of it, but you know, just everyone should keep in mind before passing judgment. It could be you. You know, you could yeah. be the one
2: being accused. We had. And, mm-hmm. We I live in Wisconsin. We had a hot. A hot, hot jury. It made the news a lot. People might recognize it. It was. Um, I probably live about an hour from where this happened, and the kid's name was Kyle Rittenhouse, Rittenhouse. and Rittenhouse. that was, yeah. Oh my gosh, that was all over the news around here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that that went like national. Everyone's heard of this, oh, but yeah. that was once again. It was one of those situations, and I used, to, you know, you you have to allow, you know the legalities to happen and even before the verdict was you know read and i i just can remember you know the debates and all the conversation that everyone had about you know we need to what was it one person said to me well a judge should just decide it there shouldn't be any more jury of your peers and i'm like oh my gosh whether you think he did it or not you can't be saying stuff like that i sure wouldn't want judge ott to be sitting there making all the decisions for stuff like no 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 a jury trial can help stop some of the corruption especially when it's being filmed and taped to allow people to see these but as we know as you know first candy lane and we won't discuss it but you know that what was it the uh sixth amendment when they don't even allow people to sit in the in the room when someone's going to yeah. go to jail I and mean, just we saw we all saw that happen hand yeah. montgomery yeah. county doing that now another thing and i just got to say marty because we're having technical difficulties we're going to be ending um pretty soon we're not going to go our full two hours so we'll real quick get this one in is dr oz this tv doctor tv show i don't even know how long he's been on the tv he's running for senate in montgomery county what's up with that
3: uh I have honestly I haven't followed it real closely the, the only thing that I, uh see a lot of people are trying to make it you know with the parties um they're trying to say he hasn't really lived here in Pennsylvania that he sort of did it strategically moved here recently and um
2: you he sure know they're the wrong to- county oh,
3: he didn't do yes. it home um, oh my god yeah. uh he I know and he um you know some people are saying that he was very liberal, and now he preaches conservative views and and that's kind of it and listen, it gets real ugly um with these uh you know politicians um mm-hmm. i don't I don't know I really can't comment the only comment I could offer is the people that um, I know who were involved with doing some really evil things and What's interesting cause is I actually have documents and records for not not nothing with Dr. Oz, of course because I don't know him. <laughs> but but yeah. some of the people that are some of the people that are running for either US Senate or that are running for governor, I actually have records showing that these people used their jobs and positions uh to defraud the government, they defrauded me all kinds of stuff they've done. Uh gee, I, I'm excited to hear what happens with these primaries, um, we need some real transparency here. Hey, Kaz, before you finish, though, you know, I wanted to point out, I I sent Marty this, um, I don't know, like a month ago or something. You know, so many people have lost confidence in the judiciary because everybody, and they didn't lose it out of the clear blue. It's from their own experiences or what they hear of. So um, this organization and... Pennsylvania called. It's called Pennsylvanians for Modern Courts. And um, it's an organization, and, you know, if you look up enough about it, you'll see who's really funding them, uh, the law firms and some judges oh. and, and some banks and, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. But anyway, they oh. actually, they sponsored this um, essay contest, uh, and the essays were due, I think, February 18th, and it was for law school students. They were offering $5,000 uh, award, you know, award for the winning essay for some law school student who could come up with ideas using social media to try and convince the public to have confidence in the judiciary. So, you know, they're trying to use law school students to trick the public into having confidence. After people who've already lived stuff already know not to. So, you know, I had come up with my own ideas about why we shouldn't trust the judiciary. I don't know if you saw it or not when I sent something to Marty, but I came up, I said, the top 10 reasons to not have confidence in the, in the untrustworthy judiciary. And then I, yeah. for you, cause and just for you, cause, then I added a few and I called it the Baker's Dozen supplement. Oh, <laughs> I remember seeing this. This you is so exciting. This? Yes. Oh, I, I wow. it here. I'll, I'll run down it real. I'll, re, I'll read it yeah, real quick. let's
2: hear it. Okay,
3: okay. Well, first one I said is the judiciary operates a court gate where the courts are divorced from the law, and of course, you know. That's my my book, Court Gate, the Court's and of Law. Oh, 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 by the way, I'm running it on a free promotion tomorrow. For anyone listening, just go to Amazon, and the e-book is for free tomorrow. So anyone wants to go take a look. You never know what will apply to you or what you'll learn. Okay, number two, the the judiciary accepts in-kind gifts and contributions. And, um, you know, listen, that promotes case rigging and case fixing Mm -hmm. and stuff. They don't rule by law. So in Pennsylvania, they do accept gifts. So that's to me the same as a bribe. Uh, Three, uh, they don't comply with um, the laws. In fact, they're at war with the Constitution. Uh, The judiciary doesn't comply with the laws. They supersede legislated laws. Um, They don't even comply with their own adopted rules. So the rules are, uh, they're basically like laws that are adopted by the judiciary, whereas legislated, it's your... General Assembly. The judiciary does not comply with the judicial canon. Um, the The judiciary is typically not held accountable for their misconduct. The judiciary talks out of two sides of their mouth and does not enforce their own orders or the lower court orders when you, like, win an appeal. You can go to an appeal, win your case,
2: and force it.
3: Uh, the judiciary... Yeah, I heard.
2: I heard it's just corrupt all the way up to the state supreme court. Yeah, there's okay. you don't win. Yeah,
3: that you judic- they regularly deny procedural mm-hmm. and substantive due process, and they gate- keep court access. Uh, the judiciary is um, they are oppressive and dehumanizing towards the targeted party. And here's the baker's dozen supplement just for you, cos uh,
2: oh, the judiciary. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the judiciary they they ordered away they order away constitutional rights they certainly did it to me they did it to me to silence yeah. me and to censor my case and cover up fraud and public corruption in other words whistleblowing the judiciary in pennsylvania has a history of ill repute including the notorious PornGate, gate kids for cash with the kitty prison and um number 13 the Non-Independent Judicial Conduct Board, which is dysfunctional and ineffective for oversight. So these are at least 13 reasons why to not have confidence. And I want to also point out that there was a case um, in Pennsylvania called Script S-C-R-I-P versus Seneca, S-E-N-E-C-A, uh, from 2018, and the court Quietly rule the whistleblower law doesn't apply to the judiciary. <laughs> alleging it would, alleging it would undermine the separation of powers. I don't know how or why, but how do you like that? They decided no whistleblower applies against them. So you know, uh, how, how in the world could anyone have confidence in the judiciary when when no. they you know they are not subject to any rules, regulations, the laws, um, and you can't even do a whistleblower on them. So, you know, there you have it. Uh, oh, Kaj, next time maybe, yeah. one of the things I'd like to also bring up that a lot of people aren't talking about and they don't realize no. a big oversight, IOTA accounts. I don't know if you heard of them, I-O-L-T-A. These are, they're called no. IOTA accounts. When lawyers um, have a case, uh, and you give them like um, a retainer. They have to open yeah. up. They usually they usually open these IOTA accounts. There's all sorts of fraud involved with them, and um, it, it's terrible. And it looks on the it looks like according to some of the stuff I've researched that a lot of lawyers are funneling money through this, and they're uh, getting tax free money out of this. So money they're drawing money out of these accounts where they should maybe be paying taxes. And they're they're, you know, defrauding or evading taxes. They're using it to steal people's settlements. All sorts of fraud is going on and there was a great wow. big case. There was a great big case where it was a civil forfeiture um case that the Department of Justice went after this one particular these two different law firms. One of the law firms happens to be like on the advisory board or the board of directors, one of them with that Pennsylvania for modern Courts. I mean it was oh, hundreds wow. of millions, it was hundreds of millions of dollars in the Toyota account it came from another country and the money was used was being used to um, it bought a Beverly Hills mansion artwork and I think it even wow. the money was even, the money was even used to fund um, a movie, one of the Leonardo DiCaprio movies, The Wolf of Wall Street. I mean, and, wow. you know, there's just, it goes on and on, and they have, some of the lawyers, they have like a pyramid scheme going on, misusing these IOTA accounts. So, uh, I know people who have been defrauded through the IOTA accounts, it's terrible. It's just horrible. And this goes all the way up to the judges as well. It, it, it's involved with uh, now the... Is the, the I, I guess, is the
2: IRS is the IRS good with this? I
3: always thought the IRS well, didn't do. Well, well the, the prop yeah the prop that's what has to be going. There really needs investigation because when so, they have these IOTA accounts, they're considered they're uh, aligned with like an, a nonprofit, so they don't have to file certain paperwork. There's certain things they don't have to file as a result um, of being called wow. an IOTA. And they're getting wow. away with a whole lot that a lot Ooh. of people, you know, this, people are yeah. so concerned. This is a whole
2: topic. Hey, yeah, we, have, we have we have about two minutes left, um, and uh, we are going to be kicked off the show.
3: So oh, okay. I
2: just, I thought we just closed it up real quick. We definitely missed Marty today. I hope we made her proud. I'm sure she will listen to to it online later. Because she's got that technology But Marty we sure missed you We hope we did you proud It's because of Marty that we know each other Elaine Because Marty's just so wonderful Oh I forgot to do the hog report Look at me Um, Um, I know um, We'll save it it for next time We were just doing so good Talking about everything But real quick before we sign off These shows are brought to you By Marcel Reed And the Whistleblower Summit The summit will be held this year, the end of July. Stay tuned. Hopefully we'll have a lot more information coming out on this. And also everyone check out the uh, shenanigans in the Montgomery County Facebook page on Facebook. They're our sponsor also. And go and check out the GoFundMe. I have it in the comments under the post that Marty did to talk about this show and get, uh, get up to date on our newest victim that we have found out about in Montgomery County so that we can all rally behind her and her family and make a difference. And one of these days we're going to have a happy ending because we all got involved and Hopefully. you never know when that happy ending is happening. It could be this one.
3: Okay. Thanks, Marty and Kaz, both of you. Thank you for inviting me. And, um, um, Okay. all right thank you
2: and good night
3: all right good night bye-bye
2: bye-bye